and take a trip down on my block when you see hidden potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up This is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. In our latest episode titled Path Towards a Peaceful Mind, Story Stitchers Youth Alumni and Story Stitchers Artists in Residence Integrity discuss the juxtaposition between the fast city life and the peace and tranquility that comes with spending time in the prairie. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Integrity. Welcome to a another special edition of Stitch Cat Studio. I got two dope, awesome, and eclectic fellas with me today. We're going to talk about how our Peace in the Prairie project that Story Stitches has created, and we've been premiering for a few years now, how that can contribute to bettering your mental health. We're going to talk about different things in relation to mental health, and we're just going to talk about the comparison and contrast to just how therapeutic it can be with spending time in nature compared to the fast city hustle and bustle life. So we're going to get right Right into it, guys. How you doing today? Amazing. Doing all right. I love it. I love it. Amazing. All right. That's better than bad. I'll take it any day. So just bringing everything around to our Peace in the Prairie piece, it's been a great privilege of mine to be a part of it. It's been a great privilege of mine to just see how it started, to see what it it has grown into, and just to hear the feedback from uh, people who, who have been completely outside of the inner city life, people from all different walks of life. And just to hear people who who haven't really seen how um, the hustle and bustle of the city life can um, really contribute to you having mental health issues, mental health problems, depression, anxiety, a lot of those things that kind of coexist together. It can be contrib- a contributing factor could be environment. I think environment is a really, really big variable when it comes to how you, especially when you're raised up in certain environments, it can really contribute to how you are as an adult. What do you guys think about environment and how do you think environment can affect uh, how you grow or how you see life or how you perceive things around you? What do you guys think? How important do you think environment is when it comes to that? I mean, environment is it's important, but I mean, like, it's all up to the person that grows up into the environment to, like, have, like, their own path and what they would do in life. So, like, you can be in, you can be in a bad environment, you can be in a good environment and still have a bad mindset. You can be in a bad environment and have a good mindset. You can be really passionate and focused on what you would do. And when you have a mindset like that, it's kind of like you straightforward with it. You know where you want to go. So it's like, it's pretty easy for you. But not a lot of people really try to go straightforward with what they want to do in life. Because life, life's a mystery. You're going to go through a lot of things. But everybody goes through a lot of things for certain reasons. It's like God has things planned for you, but you got to be willing to take those roads on the dark path to get what he got for you stored. Yeah, I definitely I definitely uh, agree with that. I think I think environment is is very important yet. And still, you you have those roses who who grow and bloom from the concrete. It's, it's almost like they, they say um, it's the exception to the rule. When you look at statistics, it'll show that 
if a young guy grows up in the inner city community without a father, the statistics will lean more towards him probably going to jail or ending up deceased by a certain age. Yet and still, you look at me, 34 years old, I grew up without a dad. My dad died when I was 10, raised by a single mother who struggled uh, with two other siblings who, who didn't have much as well. And I'm living my dream. I'm successful. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at statistics, if you look at what what statistics will say about the environment that I came up in, I was able to to rise above. Like you said, to your point, I think it depends on the person. I do think environment um, like as as like my children, I, I want to make sure that I notice the seeds in them. And when I see those seeds in them, I want to do whatever I can to help water that to help them be able to bloom and blossom. Yet and still, sometimes you don't have that coming up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't grow and you can't blossom. Yes, my take on environment is it, it definitely molds your mental state. Um, you know, what you're exposed to, the kinds of habits that you pick up on and um, really uh, your perspective. Um, some, I heard this saying where it's like, your opinion is someone else's, right? And um, let's say there aren't a lot of role models, right? Let's say, for example, there's not a lot of leadership in the house. So you go out and seek it, seek it elsewhere. And if you notice that, okay, the guy you look up to or the group of people you look up to, they go about certain situations differently where instead of using your verbal communication skills, they resort to violence, then most likely that would be the only way that you'll know how to um, handle the situation. And really, if, if you, you know, master your communication, you can de-escalate anything. You can find a solution for anything. And, um, you know, lack of resources is another thing. A lot of times people make the wrong decisions out of desperation of, you know, the need. And I feel like just as one could have made the decision that has a negative impact, I feel like if you have the resources to use that same decision making and critical thinking skills to produce an outcome that is positive for you and positive for the people around you. Um, that takes a certain level of understanding to achieve. And without that, um, you'll see that certain mistakes happen again and again and again because it's a common thing. And, you know, within a generation, within a group of people, within a community, um, I feel like all of that reflects um, on, each, on each person. And that can always change with exposure to your information. So though, in grade school, even in middle school, something that I really despised was the critical thinking portion of the assignment. You give me a multiple choice, I'm flying through it. You know, I, I flew through multiple choice with flying colors because you give me a little bit of what I need, I can figure out the rest. But it was when it came to that critical listening or that critical writing portion or that critical thinking portion, that was what really got under my skin because there was no help. It was only me. How can I think through 
this? How can I, you know, use what I've learned and what I've observed this far in life to help me make the best decision for this situation? And it wasn't until I was older. It wasn't until I was adult when I, I looked back and I appreciated those critical thinking aspects of my schooling because it helped you to think through things. It helped you to, to try and, and make chess moves. It helped you to, you know, to, to try and make the best decision that can give you the best outcome and not just you, but the people around you. So I really agree when you talk about um, critical thinking. That's very important to be able to have a mind to think, not have a mind to just be led, you know, making those decisions yourself, um, not being a follower. It's okay to follow sometimes, depending on what it is, having that leader mentality, man. And I think to your point, when you have that leader mentality, when you say, you know what, I'm going to make that conscious decision to make the best decisions for myself and not what someone else thinks is the best decision for me, then I think ultimately that's when you can kind of rise above whatever situation you're in. So dope insight so far, guys. I grew up in a, a municipality called Normandy. For all the listeners out there, if they don't know what Normandy is, it's a, it's a subdivision in St. Louis. I don't know all the statistics about um, Normandy, but I know it wasn't the best environment to thrive out of unless you were doing sports. Um, a lot of people don't know one of the NFL players who played in the NFL, Lawrence Maroney, he came from the same high school I went to. So there was only a few ways out. At least that's what I thought. At least that's what was taught. That was the aura around us. Man, you either got to spit bars or you got to dribble a ball or run a football. So um, having having that thought process around me, having that mentality around me, sometimes it can skew your vision. You You only can see like, well, but the only way out, the only way I can take care of my mom, the only way I can help my grandmother and my sisters is to learn how to run this ball or learn how to dribble this ball or learn how to do this music, spit these bars. So in my mentality, being influenced by all that around me, that was the only way I thought that I could thrive or rise above. How does, how does having people around you with a limited vision affect how you grow? That right there is, it can be very, um, uh, it can make you very stagnant. It can block a lot of your blessings. It can put you in situations where, you know, you didn't want this for yourself. But being surrounded by certain, certain, um, you know, ideologies can just really derail you. And also trying to keep up with people who you want their approval from can um, also be hindering to your growth. And sometimes the best thing is to eliminate access, like access to you in order to, you know, to continue to grow at whatever pace you need to. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, rest in peace to the great Nipsey Hussle. That's that's where he stood on a lot, allowing black and brown people to have more access, uh, more specifically in Silicon Valley, you know, where, where the tech world is just completely thriving and growing from, from that small part. And I think access is very important to see somebody doing something great that looks like you, that's not just dribbling a ball, that's not just um, spitting some bars, but somebody who's an investment banker who looks like you, somebody who's a, a CEO of a corporation that uh, that helps uh, youth and young adults that looks like you, you know, somebody who's a, a lawyer, 
that that looks like you that came from your same community who's thriving and helping people who look just like you like like having access and having representation is everything and that can definitely reshape how you see things they can definitely give you something more to strive for because you'll say wow if they did it i can do it too that's very important everybody has their own opinions you know everybody certain people are made for making it to where they are by doing what they do and some people aren't a lot of people have their own unique talent a lot of people have something that they're good at and whether on if you're already good at it or you're improving on it you you still have a chance of being where you want to be at in life so having people with the mindset of thinking there's only certain ways to making it to the top and achieve what you want to achieve in life, it could really affect you because some people don't have the mindset to think that they're good enough to make it to be where they want to be at. A lot of people, you know, think about the negative sides and think about like, oh, well, maybe they right. I suck at everything I do, but people gotta can't have that type of mindset because it kind of messes with your health at the same time. That's how you get anxiety and all that. It's not really good for your health. So like I would say, it's like certain people steady they self, you know, and that kind of helps too, because you get to like, just stay focused on what you want to do. It's a lot of time and space and self-thinking and you're in a quiet environment. That self-reflecting piece, man, just getting by yourself, getting quiet, um, no distraction is very important. That's why we're so big on going to spend time in the prairie. Because when you can really have a chance to think, when you can really take a second and say, you know what, I'm shutting everything off. I'm shutting the devices off. I'm shutting the TV off. I'm, I'm shutting the, the noise out, the distractions out. When you can really get by yourself and just disassociate yourself with all of that for a, a, a planned time period, you begin to see things about yourself. You begin to self-reflect. You begin, it's almost like your conscience just opens up to new ideas, to, to new ways of seeing things, new ways to think. And that was kind of like the ideology to help birth peace in the prairie. You guys know what it's like being here in St. Louis and being here in the inner city. You are exposed to so much, you, you see so much, you're a part of so many things. And more than likely, most times, depending on where you came up at and who you came up around, you are exposed to it way too early. So now you got like anxiety setting in, you got depression setting in, you got just being completely honest, suicidal thoughts that creep in. Uh, and, and a lot of it is because whether we want to admit it or not, our environment can shape us. It does it most times unconsciously. It's almost like um, one of my favorite speakers talked about how it was it was this couple at this restaurant and, and they, they was over in, uh, I think, Europe somewhere. I don't remember the country, but he talked about how the waiter came up and he asked the waiter, do you know how many Americans you have in the house tonight? And the waiter was like, I don't know. He was like, after you serve dessert, I'll be able to tell you how many people are in the house that are from America. So they served the dessert. The guy went around and counted and he said, you got 43 Americans in the house tonight. The waiter was stunned. He checked the guest list. He's like, how did you know that? He was like, because in America, you eat your pie from the tip to the crust. But here, 
we eat our pie from the crust to the tip. And he was just using that as a point to say how you are influenced by things around you. You you unconsciously are influenced by things around you. Even when it comes to being in an urban community, we talk about how health issues are generational. And most times it's not genetics. Most times it's the, the patterns of eating. You know, I don't know about you guys and your family, but I grew up around people eating chitterlings, hog malls pork steaks, fat back, tripe sandwiches. I grew up around all that. And a lot of that contributes to those recycling physical health conditions. Most times it's not genetic. Some things are genetic, but a lot of times it's mentality is what you grew up around. Yeah, give me that house sauce. Let me put that house sauce on them chitlins. You know what I'm saying? It's environment. That's what you see. And a lot of times you don't know the fault of your ways until you're exposed to something new. You're like, man, I'm supposed to be juicing. I'm supposed to be taking ginger shots every day. You know, I, I actually supposed to um, exercise and work out. And like, if you're not exposed to it, a lot of times you you be unconsciously influenced by your environment. It contributes to how you think. It contributes to how you how you move on a daily basis. So to you guys point access is, is very important. Hey, everybody, you know what time it is. It's time for our Pick the City Up art interlude featuring an original piece by Story Stitches alumni called Prairie Therapy. Check it out. I admit I ain't never been to a prayer If I tell my guys where I'm going They probably tell me they worry Cause where we from ain't unpeaceful About the pieces they carry And even when situations got scary I never scary. I dealt with the repercussions of living There folks that do not know nothing But being tough If they call you bluff Don't be bluffing I ain't judging no My people far from perfect But I love them No, they only know how struggle go I'm trying to show them other roads Cause back at home I feel the tension in the undertones But here it's nothing close I see buffalo I'm like what are those? This vacation that I take from war on crime Place of crime is never vacant I work overtime to sober minds So alive is how the earth is Skies clearer, grass greener, world perfect Make it hurt to see how worse it gets When I return to pollution, shooting and traps And I know I gotta go back But before I gotta do that If they wonder where I'm at, I'm just Relaxing and enjoying yeah. life With the sun out and shining bright With the plants and the trees, the bugs and the bees And I'm if it's a rainy night, relaxing and enjoying life. With the sun out and shining bright, with the plants and the trees, the birds and the bees, and I'm as I walk through these gates, the grass changed my landscape with confidence. They stand tall and straight like a wall of faith. We call this place the passion, a prairie. No worries are the burdens you bury with one breath or release into the essence of time. Bringing new life to your measureless mind. For once, what so heavily despised became the niche to your prime. A butterfly sheltered by the hood, but I knew that you could. Surface to surface and dig deeper in the soil where you were planted weeds and flowers. Don't go hand in hand But they handed you the mantle Then tried to dismantle you But you took the stance in the garden When it was so unmanageable So now it's time for you to hatch And lead a cocoon And go and lead your platoon Relaxing and enjoying life With the sun out and shining bright With the plants and the trees The bugs and the bees And I'm mine If it's a rainy night Relaxing and enjoying life I can't hear myself think I need to get away And put an entry in my journal what I did today I never seen weeds 
pollen's bees, till I feel the breeze. The native grasslands, the few trees. It's more than a meadow biodiversity. A place of time sits still, no sense of urgency. No rush. I left my cell in the city and did it purposely. Off the grid. Served to be free with the birds and the bees. So naturally, there's plenty of rainfall and wildfires. Oh, yeah. Mouth showers and plants growing by the hour. Long term management is essential. Conserving the landscape is good for the mental. Relaxing and enjoying life With the sun out and shining bright With the plants and the trees, the bugs and the bees And I'm mine, if it's a rainy night Relaxing and enjoying life With the sun out and shining bright With the plants and the trees, the bugs and the bees And I'm mine, Wasting time with the rhymes we create Therapeutic is the music so the minds can relate See me shine when the shade get thrown at me from that hate It don't really make no difference, it just lets me know how great I can feel about myself, even if nobody else can co-sign Gotta get away from the dog and the gunplay, that's where I was when I wrote mine The seasons change, things are strange, 2020 going gray Just cause you heard don't bring the pain, get washed away up in the rain Plant the seed humanity, the enemy is vanity Seeing is believing, but vision you see what can it be a scholarship to college maybe get tracking get you knowledge your experience compiling while others spit vitriolic negative full of malice no problem we see good challenges prairie can soothe the hood attitude and bring balance watch me stitch up a story but sign it as story stitches my lyrics be on 1000 so viewers can get the picture relaxing and enjoying life with the sun out and shining bright with the plants and the trees the bugs and the bees and I'm If it's a rainy night Relaxing and enjoying life With the sun out and shining bright With the plants and the trees, the bugs and the bees And I'm mine If it's a rainy night Just, just moving on to the nature portion, everything um, influences our way of thinking. Um, and I'm going to share a little bit of a story about my childhood. And if you guys want to, you can too. But it's in reference to having a balance. So like I say, I grew up in Normandy. Fast paced, hustle and bustle, gunshots here and there, police lights, police always pulling up, you know, interrogating, asking questions, you know, just seeing all of that throughout the school year. But every summer, my mom would send me down to Tennessee to my aunt's house where she had like a few acres of land it was just just all nature land and, and trees and and just it was a complete difference from what i had during the school year and being able to have that balance i think really helped contribute to to making me become a whole wholesome individual not to say i got everything together i got flaws and failures just like anybody else but i think having that that balance, that that summer of spending time in in the country with the nature and the trees and the grass, and my cousins had four wheelers and stuff, and just running through the boondocks like that was a complete difference from what I was experiencing in St. Louis, and that really influenced how I saw life. You know, it wasn't just me being a city slicker all the time. I got a little bit of the country bumpkin as well. And and I think having that balance is very important. What do you guys think about having that balance and how does it contribute to to you you seeing life from so many different perspectives? How is that how does that contribute to mental health in your opinion? My mom is from Costa Rica and the rest of our family is out there still. 
So mainly for the holidays, you know, the end of the year, uh, we would uh, take take a flight back to Costa Rica and be received by my aunts and cousins. And they live a completely different lifestyle over there, especially the the areas that are more rural, where the there's like no paved roads. There's um, you know. Uh, livestock out and about, like chickens running around, or little pigs, and um, just seeing how I would even say sometimes primitive it can be in other countries where there's no running water, or maybe there's not electricity, there's no lights at night. There's a huge um, change in you know the air, the the things you hear, the kind of worries you have, like you don't have to be as worried all the time or always have your guard up like in the city of St. Louis where uh, for me, I always feel like I grew up having to kind of like keep my guard up or, you know, people always want to like try you or say something to you. But over there, there's really not a lot of people that just land. And when you look up in the sky at night, you see more stars because there are less lights and there's less noise. Uh, when you go to the beach, same thing. It's very peaceful. And it, it makes you kind of reevaluate like the things that we take for granted, one, and then two, how minimalistic life really can be. But here, you're always being sold on, you need this, you need that. And it's very materialistic here. And um, over there, people live on some like very essential, minimum things and people are actually happy. Happiness isn't measured by the amount of money you have. It's measured on the quality time you spend and with who you spend it with. So that that's a big variable when it comes to balancing environment. And I always believe everybody should travel from their homeland at least once or twice in their life. Definitely, definitely, man. Like you, you have a different appreciation for things when you step outside the city life. Like I can leave my house and be at Dollar General in 30 seconds to to get what I need. And I think sometimes it's taken for granted. Well, my aunt lives at in the country. Their town is 35 minutes away. So when they go, they have to make sure they stock up. So they don't have to, it's not like a 30 minute drive every day. Like if you need toilet tissue, you can't just have your wife or your your, your husband run to Dollar General 30 seconds away. You gotta drive 35 minutes to town. So if you run out of toilet tissue, you are, you know, and so well, pun intended. You know, just, and, and then too, like they don't have, like here in St. Louis and most municipalities, you have like trash companies to come get your trash. They burn their trash. You know, they got barrels, they put the trash bags in there, they burn them. You know, I remember the first time I seen that, I'm like, the trash truck doesn't come out here? They're like, no, nah, we don't We don't have that. We burn our trash. They they got a hen house, they do their own eggs. They get, like you said, livestock, the cows and horses. It's just a whole different thing, man. And it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to witness when you can really just kind of like separate yourself from from like the city and just take it all in. 
it can be really rejuvenated. It's kind of hard to talk about stuff like this, but uh, me, I grew up um, raised by a single mother and my grandmother. My father, he was never in my life. Still to this day, hasn't been in my life. I've been growing up without a male figure. So, but it's like, even though I was raised by a woman, I was, I feel like I was put on like the right track towards life. Started dancing when I was like two years old. Been doing it ever since. I was playing basketball at the time, but I stopped. Third through sixth grade, I played um, the violin and the flute. Then sixth through eighth grade, no, sixth through ninth grade, I was in the choir and ran track. And now I'm dancing. So like, it's like, I don't know. I see different perspectives in life in many ways in life. I remember a couple years ago, I got, I got out of St. Louis for a minute. It was for a good, I want to say week, maybe two weeks. Me, my mom, and my sister, we took a um, trip, a little trip to Florida, and it was kind of like it was kind of like a different vibe. It was something you definitely don't see every day in the city of St. Louis. You know, we went to the beach. We went to the beach. We were actually in three different parts. We went Tampa, Kissimmee, and Orlando, and we went to the beach. And it was it was pretty nice. I just I just sat there on the beach. It was a nice sunset, you know. It was she was flying around. It was a cruise ship riding by too. And it was just like the sound of the waves was just like it was just like music to my ears for some reason. It was just like I could sit there and just visualize and think about what I want to be in life. Like I just took time to myself to think about the ways that I could go to achieve what I want to be in life. So it's like yeah, I love it. And and like you said, just kind of stepping away from from like your normal environment, stepping away from normality, seeing what a new normal could be. Exposure is one of the most important things to like development, especially as a child. Like me and my wife, we can buy our children all the toys we want in the world. They'll play with those toys like a couple weeks maybe. And then they, they, they're they on to something else. But like exposure to different things, taking them on trips. We went to Legoland in Kansas City. Last year, we actually took them down to my aunt's property that I grew up on, letting them get that exposure to different things. Like those type of things, they remember forever. And I think when you're exposed to things, especially positive things, because you can be exposed to things that aren't so positive and they can affect you in a negative way. But more exposure to positive things, seeing seeing different sceneries, going to different places, seeing seeing what life could be instead of allowing like your environment to confine you to a box to your your point earlier, not allowing your environment to uh, trap you in the box, you actually growing and seeing things. I think that that's one of the things that can really help to contribute to you overcoming uh, stress and anxiety and fear. You know, one of the biggest reasons we, we did Peace in the Prairie is because being in nature, uh, like viewing things in nature, scenes of nature, it's scientifically proven that it reduces anger, it reduces fear, it can reduce stress, and like it can increase like pleasant feelings, pleasant hormones. You know, exposure to nature, it, it it not only makes you feel better emotionally, but it can contribute to your physical well-being. I read an article that talked about how just spending 20 minutes a day with nature, listen to the wind blow the trees, listen to the birds chirp, just spending time in nature, it, uh, it can reduce your, your stress level. It can even lower the blood toxicity, your, lower the toxicity in your blood. That's powerful. Whatever how things you were mentioning, I agree 100% because some of the most 
um, challenging and adverse times these last two years, I always, always, always took the time to decompress in a park or just outside, even if it's just a walk around the block. Um, one, it allows you to step away from whatever adverse situation is in front of you. It allows you to process what you're feeling and actually like analyze what your best next move is because sometimes people don't give themselves the time to think and they do certain things impulsively, right? Things that you can't take back. So taking that time to yourself um, is, is definitely needed and um, really it's fresh air. Everything around you is living and, is, and it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't directly speak to you verbally, but all of the energy radiating from the grass to the trees, to the squirrels, to the birds, it just really gives you um, clarity when it's most needed and when you can't find it. No doubt. It, it helps me to be able to explain to my children as well the cycle of life, you know, um, helping to helping them to understand, like, just because you see a bird running around, just because you see a praying mantis here and there or a frog, there's a frog jumping outside my apartment not long ago when we had some heavy rain. Understanding, one, that that creature has value and that creature has worth, and you don't just go and feel like you can just take the life of that creature. Uh, think about it being a, a living being just like you. It helps me to be able to explain how the trees are alive. The plants that you see growing outside our apartment, we even did an experiment where um, we, we grew some, uh, we planted some uh, some cucumbers, some tomatoes and things like that, helping them understand how things start with a seed and helping them to be able to understand that, you know, their seeds, they're gonna grow. Um, and if you don't water that seed, if that seed doesn't get the right amount of sunlight, if that seed, if it's not, you know, placed in the right soil, it can affect how this 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 tree or this this vegetable or this fruit grows. And I, I, I use that as a way to teach them, like, you guys are seeds. And it's me and your mom's job to make sure that you got good soil to grow in. It's me and your mom's job to make sure that you get the proper nutrients and nurturing and water and sunlight so you can have the best chance at growing and, and, and reaching your full potential. Um, so just, just understanding the cycle of life, man, and like you say, just just really taking nature in, it can be so therapeutic and so life-changing, man. And I think a lot of times um, people miss out on that part of life. That's why Story Teachers has been so adamant about getting um, people from the urban community to utilize the national parks more the county parks more because they're there. A lot of times you don't see a lot of black and brown people in, in the um, the local uh, county parks or the national parks. And we're trying to change that because we understand how important spending that time in nature and learning more about nature is, 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 is life changing. Bobby Norfolk, who's an artist here at Story Stitches, he did a talk on how the original, the, the native people, uh, were so in tune with the land, they understood the weather, they understood the, the vegetation, and they understood how important Mother Nature was, and they had a certain respect for it. 
And and because of that, they were able to live in peace and in harmony. And, you know, I think um, a lot of times we got to just go back to our roots, pun intended, go back to nature and and just take it in and uh, take that time to uh, to understand how important nature could be to, to helping to conquer mental health or contributing to uh, alleviating depression and stress and anxiety and, and how it can be a life changer, not only for you, but for generations to come. In closing, to all the listeners, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and being on this journey with us through Stitchcast Studio. If you want to learn more about our Peace in the Prairie project that we've had going on for a few years now you can always head to storystitches.org and check it out man it's such a powerful piece and it just shows how the concepts of peace and violence juxtaposing urban life as well as experienced by african-american people living in the city of st louis compared to the endangered prairie lands um, if you want to find out more about that, you can always head to our website, storystitches.org. We'll be doing uh, our latest Peace in the Prairie installment. I think it's coming up in 2022. It's going to be in Forest Park at the World's Fair Pavilion. It should be dope, man. We're going to have a lot of activities. We're going to have a lot of people out there rocking it out, just representing for Story Stitches and also for the community as a whole. Yeah, we appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast, listening with us and being on this journey. Peace and love. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Stitchcast Studio Season 2 in 2021 is sponsored by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund three-year grant from 2020 to 2022. Arts and Education Council, PNC Grant, and Lush Corporations, the Charity Pot. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation. Already knew that that beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.